This is Midweek Motion, a creative outlet of Grace Avenue Church designed to help lead, feed, and guide you in things that honor God and build His purpose in you. Here we'll deep dive into curated content, interviews, principles, and conversations that nurture and fan the flames of the diverse gifts, talents, dreams, and aspirations that you hold near and dear. C.S. Lewis once said, the task of the modern educator is not to cut down jungles, but to irrigate deserts. Perhaps today's episode will flood your heart and mind like a fresh stream that flows with motivation, inspiration, and education. This is Midweek Motion. All right, welcome to Midweek Motion. Great to be with you again today. My guest is Mr. Todd Owens, an amazing man who has been part of the Grace Avenue family for a long time. How you doing, Todd? Doing great, Pastor Daniel. Glad to be here. Thank you very much for the invite and opportunity. Oh, it's going to be great. going to be great to hear more of your story. I would love for people to hear it. And um, here, just uh, as you guys know, we are talking about the uh, journey of salvation to serving, how people uh, came to know the Lord and then how they grew into their faith and came to a place where they're serving in the house of the Lord faithfully, using their gifts and talents to build the kingdom. So let's jump into this. Uh, first, you were just trying to convince me to move to a Samsung phone instead of an <laughs> iPhone, Apple products. I don't know. That phone does look amazing. Uh, he's got one in front of him that this, the screen is split and it folds in your pocket. Yeah, the Galaxy Z Fold 3. Yes. Galaxy what? Z Fold 3. Okay. So I don't know. It's very tempting. I don't know. That thing looks amazing. <laughs> hey, at least there's a second phone for purposes in which you would need it for a consider. That's all I'm saying. Even if you need to do like a rental, you, it'll change your life. It'll change your life. <laughs> so if you all see me walking around with one, Todd was the man that perhaps convinced me. Um, but we'll see. So let's jump into this. Um, uh, great to be great to be with you, as always. You know, we've, we've known each other for a long time. You've been a faithful part of Grace Avenue, the Grace Avenue family for a long time. Um, you're how old now? 34? Just turned 34 in January. So that means I knew you when you were 24. Yes. 24, maybe yes. even younger. Probably Probably like 23 at the earliest. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Okay. So, yeah, you know, in, in the same way, kind of like Chris Martinez watched you grow through the stages of life and college and career yes. and life transitions. And you moved away for a little while and came back. Um, uh, you're now married. Yes. And uh, you have a little boy. Yes, sir. And one on the way. Baby girl on the way. Baby girl on the way. That's awesome. The life changer is on the way. (laughs) So let's talk about, so that people understand kind of your journey, because you you recently shared on a panel on stage, and people got to hear some of your story there. But for those who might be listening and don't know uh, a lot about you, let's, let's talk about your spiritual upbringing and how you came to know the Lord and your personal faith journey. Let's let's talk about that. Where did that begin? Um, it began with my parents. My parents um, were always, you know, faithful in church. They attended church in the Dallas area for a very long time. Were very active in that church. Um, I was really young. I didn't really grasp everything per se until we moved um, to a very spirit filled church with um, a prophet in there, out there and kind of really sought my God opened my eyes to like what was really real about church. Okay. Um, and so that was my first exposure to it. And at that point I was like, okay, this is really real. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the churches we were in before, it wasn't that they were bad. It was just, it was just different. Yeah. There was a very structural, you know, um, I guess, I guess um, outline to them. It mm. was a lot of rules as opposed to, you know, being spirit led. Mm. 
And then when we got to this one, it was like, okay, there's phases to this, there's levels to this. And so now I see, okay, what is this all about? Mm. Went out to a youth um, event after we moved to Houston a few years later, and I experienced this overwhelming, you know, power of God just slay me. And I approached the stage, and I had been, you know, quote unquote, saved prior to that. But it was more of those like, hey, mom wants you to go up, you know, and, and give your life, as opposed to me sure. making my own decision to acknowledge, right. all right, this is this is the God that I want to live for. And um, that was around 13. Okay. You know, started to, you know, kind of make some progress there. Did well. Um, continued to kind of, you know, love on my brothers and sisters around me uh, at school, and just kind of be different, be a light. And then um, got into college, you know, parents got went through the separation, my faith took a hit, and I had to, you know, refine God again in a different way, in a different phase, in a different, you know, uh, fashion of who he really was and who he's gonna mean to me in that season yeah. and moving forward. And it helped me to build a new foundation to where, in you know, a new momentum into where I am today as yeah. a father, as you know, a son and, of the house. And what were you in the birth order? Like you're the kids. I'm the youngest. You're the youngest. Okay. So, so let me ask you this. As the, um, when you say your faith took a hit and you see um, how your, you know, the, the separation, the, the divorce yes. of your family, and how did that affect you? Because you were older already. You were probably, what, 17? 17, yes. Yeah. So it, it affects even 17-year-olds yes. is what you're saying. Much more than I ever thought it would. In what I mean, ways? How would you say that affects So even though I said yes at the age of 13, it was very surface level in the sense of as long as my parents' face was progressing, as long as they were moving forward, my foundation was built in that and okay. in the church as opposed to being directly connected to, you know, to Christ, gotcha. being able to speak to him directly, being able to really you know have faith to know that my relationship with christ was solid as a rock gotcha so and at the time i wasn't aware i wasn't i wasn't you know cognizant of it i'm not sure if it was a mental development thing i wasn't sure if it was you know just distractions of being a, you know in youth because youth is vanity but, but when that happened on your parents correct. faith and the structure that was around you correct so when, that, it was when i was pulled out i fell flat on my face okay wow how long do you think it took you to even realize that was part of what happened with you? Or were you aware of what was going on? In not, the midst of it? not in the midst of it. Yeah. In the midst of it, I was just hurt. I was just resentful. Okay. Just I was, I was selfish. Yeah. Not seeing big picture. You know. Well, like, I mean, it, but you're still a kid. You're hurting. Yeah. I mean, it's you know, you, you have real emotions at seventeen. At know? seventeen, yes, I, I will say, moving into twenty, twenty one, twenty two. Okay. That's a different story. You sure. know. Sure. You should be more aware of what's going on. And that's, that's just true. Right. And so that and that was something that God kind of helped me <laughs> to see his way. Woke you up on yeah, it. Yeah, woke me up and just kind of you know brought my attention back. I mean, it's not that I completely like denied and was like, oh, no, I don't believe in God or anything like that. Yeah. It was more so, hey, God, I'm going to put you on the shelf because I don't know. I don't like what you did. Right. And, and that's. Right. That's a very selfish, you know, mindset. I mean, sure. and now I look back at the story of Job when he's like questioning God at the end and God's response, like, that's kind of like what was going on in that time frame of, hey, you're upset about your parents separating, but you don't, you don't know what it takes to make the sea stop at the, you know, mm. at the beach, you know, like he said in that, so in the passage. So it's just kind of a reminder of like, get beyond your life, your situation and realize that there's a bigger picture of things that need to take place. 
Yeah, I've been saying that the last couple of weeks in messages about us not being the center of our, center of our own story, mm-hmm. which I think is, is just, it's just hard as, as humans. It's hard as Americans, especially here in the West. I think yes. we uh, are kind of taught from the beginning, you know, in good ways to make something of ourselves yes. and to, you know, leave a, a mark on the earth and, leave, and, you know, build a legacy and all these things which have value. But when they become the central focus of our life rather than Christ at the center, uh, we become really, I think, drunk on our own story, drunk on our own self. And um, through pain and through, through, you know, progress, if you're the center of your own story, if it starts and stops with you, that, that makes it a hard journey. When you can see God in the pain, when you can see God or find God in the pain, I think it, it stabilizes you and brings you back around. So you had had a change in your early 20s and got serious about God. And um, so then I would have met you a couple of years after that. Yeah. Okay. They, so for the listeners, you're yes. referring to the accident I had in Border Patrol yeah. um, shortly after I left here for, for a little while when I moved down to Corpus. Yes. Work yeah. for the Border Patrol. Correct. On duty, you got into an accident. Correct. Big car wreck. Came out of that pretty injured. Had to recover. And that's where you actually met your wife. Correct. Right. She was your nurse. Yes. Grace and purpose in every aspect of life. And if we Incredible. realize and open our eyes, we will see God everywhere in our journeys. And that's something I've. I really believe in and I've experienced it and so yeah with um, going so you through got that into a car accident but you got a wife out of the deal yeah and, and that's and a sweet and deal a child. <laughs> <laughs> and a child too, so. yeah a woman who will stand by your side when you can't walk <laughs> without leaning on someone or something or helps you to change your bandages and so she saw you at your most vulnerable at my worst wow no I, who would want you at your worst and she said me wow so she will forever have my heart, and I will forever love her as God called us to love That's her. That's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, so coming through all of that, um, I realized that uh, there's a testimony in there, and there was a an opportunity for me to help those who come into those times in life when they can't see a way out. I remember staring at my wall, you know, medicated heavily because I was just so much pain, so much swelling. And letting hours pass by, I'm not watching anything. It's just that, just that much pain, just that numb, and not seeing tomorrow. You know, yeah. I still remember praying. I still remember going. You know, do trying to be positive about it, but it was it was tough. Yeah. But on the other side of it, I saw faith. I saw hope. I saw uh, over recovering, an overwhelming, powerful God who helped walk you through any transition. Yeah. And so when I went, we transitioned into teaching after um, leaving Border Patrol, I found myself really being effective speaking to you know your young women and men who were going through things okay it was God and God showed me shortly after getting there it was never about teaching it was never about I mean he's called me to be a teacher however it was not for the purpose of teaching the curriculum mm. it was more so for teaching life for for loving on supporting and helping to counsel and, and guide you know those young men and women through situations in which they can't see today they can't see tomorrow they can't see the next minute yeah. And there's been so many times in which I've had to, you know, step, hey, let's step outside real quick. Yeah. I can see something's going on with you. You know, are you okay? You need to talk about anything? Yeah. And they just pour it all out. And it's just stories that will break your heart. And it's been tough, but God's put me in that position because, you know, I had something for them to help encourage them. Yeah. Kids considering suicide, kids, you know, on addiction and just yeah. all kind of family issues and abuse. And mm-hmm. obviously I get them to help to cover them 
to get them help outside of just our conversations, you know, obviously legally, make sure I take care of them in that regard, but also making sure they understand that somebody who they know loves and cares, cares for them. Makes such a difference. Yes. So that's been a huge, you know, Yeah. Uh, for me, my, my current situation and current, you know, I guess walk. Yeah, your faith is playing out every day in, you know, and those students would see that. You know, they would see the care, they would see the love, they would see the compassion. And that makes a big deal. And, and they don't forget that. They don't forget those times when people were there for them. One reached out um, about a month ago looking for some advice and some counseling. He graduated two or three years ago. And then he reached out again like a, like last week or two weeks ago. And he said um, that he saw the podcast. Sorry, he saw the he heard the podcast from the Faith Forward story. And it really, you know, it did something for him, really touched him. And it was encouraging to him. That's incredible. And so I'm just, so it's awesome to hear because he was one of those students who gave you a hard time every single day and it's kind of a big headache for you, but <laughs> you knew he needed your love and he needed yeah. that support from you. So powerful. it was just, you know, an honor for him to reach out and he saw something in me that he received and hopefully that there'll be a beginning of his transition out of his hard times. Powerful. That's so incredible. Okay. So let's talk about Grace Avenue Church and the Grace Avenue um experience that you've had, you know, growing it here as a young man. Now you're a father, a husband, raising your kids here. You serve big part of the family. Uh, what do you think you've gotten out of just the last decade of just being part of Grace Avenue? So it, the, the biggest part that stood out to me, I mean, there's so many different levels of, of what God's provided for me being a part of this, this family, but it, it's a, it's a body that's all connected. That's one mm-hmm. that really cares for you. That will be there for you in your time of need that will reach out to you, that will love on you. I mean, just acting as a church should in, in the way that God, you know, in, or intended and ordained it to be. Yeah. And it's just been a beautiful, you know, help, you know, throughout the transitions and, you know, the issues that we've gone through, losing yeah. the baby, recently losing the dog, people reaching out, just loving on us. And yeah. And so Everything. it's just been beautiful to have somebody who's there for you, who's not your blood, but cares as if they're that and more, you know, because of but, Christ. But, you know, the, the, the secret to that, is people have to lean in. Yes. They have to be vulnerable. They have to be open. They have to make themselves available to one another. Like the scriptures are so clear about the one another's. Yes. And I think that so many people want all these things that you're talking about, but sometimes don't understand, like you have to put yourself, you have to integrate yourself into the life of the church, into the life of the body to be able to receive. Yes, right? absolutely. It, it's, it's like holding a, a bucket. Like if you want to be poured into you got to come with that bucket so that other people can pour into your life and serving obviously, which is kind of really, really what we're, we're talking about here is a huge part of that. And so when did you first start serving? When, when was the first area you served in, in Grace Avenue? My first team I joined, I believe was ushers. Okay. This was this back in the movie theater days. Or was this so movie theater days? No, I was, I was not serving there. Okay. I wasn't I wasn't there for very long if I remember correctly. So there's the the building that moving. Yes. Yeah. I was still in my recovery phase at that time as far as faith wise. Well not not accident wise, but like faith wise from and so I I was still in that selfish mentality of I'm getting back into church, I'm giving you know, getting serious, but still some church hurt there. So I was working through that. And in hindsight, I I knew what it took to do what was going on movie theater. Yeah. But I you know, guy who hadn't finished working on me yet to kind of get through that because yeah. I knew the sacrifice was done. And I always feel feel bad about not, you know, 
leaned in at that point too. So yeah, we'll we'll, we'll forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you were growing. You know, you were young. You were growing. You were you're making your way through life and stuff, and it's just part of the journey. But um, so now you you know you you've served in different areas. You you've grown in different ways. W- what have you discovered just through serving, through serving people with your gifts, your talents? So what I've noticed is that no matter which team you're serving on, no matter where God has you at that time and you know, and you know in that time and space, is that is something very similar there. And that's going to be connection. Mm. That's going to be you're answering God's calling for us to serve and love on his people. Mm. That's going to be building a family, um, just being there for one another. We're a body. God called us to be a body for us to, you know, when you're crying, I feel your pain. I'm there for you. I'm reaching out to you. When you're happy and celebrating something, I'm celebrating with you yeah. because we're all connected. You know, in, in the Bible, it says, I think, I think it's in Corinthians, it says one plants, one waters, and God will bring the increase. Mm-hmm. We have to all be connected in order for this kingdom to be prosperous, in order for his kingdom to grow and to be what it is supposed to be and what it's intended to be. We all have to do our parts. And so yeah. for me, serving is just a an easy thing for me to decide, but not from the purpose of like time. Of course, it's going to take time. It's going to take effort. Yeah. But you're going to do it with excellence for God. Yeah. What would you say to men who, I'm going to put you on the spot here. What would you say to men who say, I'm too busy to serve? I will say I've, I've been in that mindset, Yeah. but I said yes anyways, mm. and I was so grateful for it. Mm. I've, I remember, there's, and there's been times in which I had to step back for a you know, time and a season in which I was like, you know what, God? Help me through this. You know, we had when we had Kingston. Sure, that was yeah, the time when we stepped back. Childbirth or something, yeah. right? But like the yeah. general, the general, you know, seven days a week, everybody has the same schedule. But some people make time to serve, and and others don't. Yes, and, and if not even serving within the four walls of the church, don't even make time to serve outside of the four walls of the church. Yes, and and what I'm I'm asking that for is, is people want to be used by God. They, they say that. We all say that. Mm-hmm. But do you have to put yourself in a position to be used by God with others? And serving is such an easy doorway, yes. I believe, to to navigate that. Absolutely. So I said the Kingston thing to say, and that's one of those times in which God, you know, showed me grace of like, hey, you need to lean in and take care of your family. And so I felt no conviction there. I, I didn't feel any, you know, disheartening there. there but there's other times in which I was like, God, I don't know if I have the energy or the schedule right now. Mm-hmm. And he told me, say yes. And he provided the opportunity at the time. And so even when you doubt the time that you think you have, yeah. he will be there. He will support you. I remember reaching out to uh, Chris Martinez during one time in Karina's schedule where it was really crazy with school and pandemic stuff. And we were, I believe, we were leading a connect group for young adults. And um, we kind of told him, hey, can y'all be on standby just in case because this is and this going on. And man, God was like, why'd you bother them? I got you. And they, and they were there. They were consistently, you know, ready and willing. Yeah. But it ended up being, well, like I said before, that God had us, so it wasn't necessary for us. We just needed to trust in and lean in like we always, you know, had done so prior to. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And, you know, your, your wife's serving now. She's part of one of the teams. And, you know, I see your uh, son, too, you know, during praise and worship. I see you during praise and worship, but I see your, your son just going for it. And just fill with the joy of the Lord. And that's just beautiful to see. Yes, I love it. I love yeah. it. 
I mean, it's, I, I, I worship because I know what God has done for me and that he's, what he means to me and the love that he's shown. So I worship with whole heart. Yeah. And seeing him, and that was my intention just to like put in this show for him. My intention was to, to serve and love my God because he's done so, you know. Yeah. But seeing that fruit come from him has been so encouraging. Seeing him worship at the top of his lungs. Yeah. It's it's awesome. Well, you set you set an example and I I I've said this in the other podcasts, I believe, and I keep trying to say it in these because I'm not sure how many people are gonna listen to all of them, but the idea behind this is that we live in a world where people believe that everything is there to serve them. And, and I don't really think we understand how much we live from an entitled mindset. Even when we come to a church or find a church, what is in the church for me? What's here for my kids? Do I like the music? Do I like the preacher? Is it close? Is it easy to drive to? Is the parking easy? Are the people what I like? People come in and we don't even realize we're coming in with those expectations that entitlement, um, which some of it is natural. Obviously, you want to like the pastor that you want to be able to receive. You want to be able to, you know, I get it. However, when that kind of thinking permeates the majority of our life throughout the week and then we try to integrate into a kingdom, the church, God's people, if we're just thinking of ourselves first, um, I think it sets up a roadblock for us to even be able to receive properly from people. Jesus said, I came not to be served, but to serve and give my life as a ransom for many. And that's the mentality I'm really trying to to stir up in and through these these episodes is I want people to see the value of serving. I want them to see the importance of serving, that it's at the very heart of Christ's life for us to use our life uh, really as a sacrifice for others. Um, you mentioned on Sunday and um, uh, Matthew 25, 31, you know, through 46. And I was going over that scripture and I, I've read it, you know, several times before, but just hearing it and the way you broke it down, it was just so encouraging and so spot on, you know, to the importance of serving. You know, it, it's so easy to get inundated with our, our just our family, with just yeah. our finances, with just what we have in our circles. But what they used to call it is us four and no, and no more. more. Yeah, my parents used to say <laughs> it. Lord, we pray for us four and yeah. no more, right? Yeah. But God calls us to do so much more than that for his people. Yeah. If we're missing that aspect of serving his people, we're missing a huge part of the importance of the kingdom of God. Absolutely. Because this this life is temporary. We've been given gifts and talents for a reason. Uh, We'll give an account for those things someday. But I, you know, I just don't understand sometimes how we can look at the world and complain about it but then not have a hand in trying to make it better. Absolutely. Uh, Trying to bring Christ's light, trying to be salt and light uh, wherever we are, wherever we're planted. And the simplicity of of that is is made so much easier just by saying, yes, I'm going to sign up and be part of a team. And I don't really want people to, when they're hearing this, to think that I'm trying to be a salesman, that I'm just trying to, to get people to do stuff. Like the way you mature in your faith is by serving others. Like we can say all day, I love God, I love people. Okay, great. Let me put you into a group of people where one person annoys you the moment you look at them, another one annoys you the moment they open their mouth, 
someone mentions a political persuasion that you completely disagree with, and let's see if you're loving. That's how you get to test and find out whether or not you actually are a person filled with grace and love, because everybody thinks they are. Everybody thinks they're generous. Everybody thinks they're loving. But until you throw yourself into community and say, I'm going to grow, I'm going to learn, I'm going to adapt, I'm going to experience what this is like, and at the same time, I'm going to bring glory to God with my gifts and talents and, and invest in people. I don't think you get to see the fruit of what God can actually do in you. For example, um, there are people that I probably would at, at the time, you know, 20 years ago, just absolutely couldn't stand, right? I'm, I'm carnal. I'm annoyed. It's fleshly. I'm judgmental. Yeah. I don't think yeah. I'm that way, but you put me onto a team all of a sudden I'm with this person. Now I'm judging them yeah, harshly. It's very obvious. Um, what's that? And it comes out very obvious. It, it probably would, you know, yeah. <laughs> it probably did. But then you learn that about yourself and you have to wrestle with your own repentance in that area. God, what's going on in my heart? What are you trying to teach me through this? Um, but how, where else would you get that? Where else would you get that when we, we blockade our life with, you know, we, we, we block off our social media from people yeah. we don't like. We block mm-hmm. off our time, our house, our family. We don't really get to see what's in us. Absolutely. You know, how, how do you think you've grown and been tested like in, in that way? Absolutely. So, I mean, starting off as an usher, you know, I've I learned to care for people and try to meet their needs of, oh, I need to sit here and, you know, I got to go do this. And then, and so that was like an introductory phase for me. But when it really started to get a little bit more tested was when I moved to kids. And I'm a teacher, right? So you think okay. naturally, Oh, kids, that's great. It's gonna Graham. be a breeze. But no, no. So I never thought that. I said yes because I was asked. Okay. I I, I could never teach elementary, oh. like as a professional, and okay. I've always known that about myself. So it was a big challenge for me to to teach in elementary. And don't worry, I wasn't in there abusing your kids or talking crazy <laughs> to them. Um, and I, for the most part, I got you know great reception from them, and it seemed that you know that they liked and enjoy you know when I was in there. But it was you know. It's a stretching for me to get you know more patience, mm-hmm. you know, pay more attention, to pour into those in which you don't necessarily feel like that's people you can connect to as easy or that you feel as comfortable with. It's all about stretching and growing in the parts and your weaknesses. Yeah, don't just look for that easy place like oh, I work in hospitality. Let me do this something in hospitality. That's great. Get a great you know starting point there, but realize that God's going to call you to something else to to grow. Because it's not about getting you know good at something and staying there. Yeah. It's all about moving forward and growing consistently. Yeah, yeah. The Bible says we're to grow in the grace and the knowledge of Jesus Christ. It's it's a command. Um, scripture also says that Jesus grew in in wisdom and stature, in favor with God and favor with man. So there is a growth process, a trajectory for Jesus Himself to to not just arrive, but to grow into who He's called to be, and all of that for the purpose of serving mankind. And so so often people get confused about what's my purpose, what what, what am I supposed to do? What I, and I think it is we have gotten too fixated on that. Rather than saying, what am I supposed to do? The question supposed to be, should be, who am I supposed to become? Because when you scale it back to who am I supposed to become, the answer is more like Jesus, Amen. always, right? And the way to do that, the the great way, the great pathway, is to see yourself as less important and see others as more important. And you can do that when you serve, serve others. Yeah, absolutely. When you approach like you do in your environment, in your teaching environment, I'm here to serve. 
I'm here to serve coworkers. I'm here to serve students. I'm here to be light. I'm here to be salt. And yes, it will be tough. And yes, there's areas of life and challenges and stuff that you're going through and stuff you deal with with the school system and everything that's going on in the world. However, uh, God positioned you there and he can use you there. And then you share that life with other people in, in church family. And then you get to share those experiences with your wife. And then y'all get to compare like, wow, look what, look what God is using us to do. Look where he's using us, how he's using us. Do you guys have those conversations? You Absolutely. I mean, yeah. so it won't be in a necessary, in the same, you know, formatting. Cause my wife and I have a funny, funny relationship. Yeah. She's, she's a small, but she's feisty <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, so realizing, and we talked about this several times that realizing the ministry is everywhere. Yeah. You, you don't have to be on a pulpit to mm -hmm. be in ministry. Yeah. Where you're working at, when you're nine to five, you've plenty of opportunities to pour into people. Yeah. Obviously use wisdom if there's restrictions there, right. but also realize that love is, is a universal Absolutely. language. Yeah. And through love, despite, and especially in a world today of judgment, of castaways, you know, of outcasts, you try to throw people away. Love today goes so much farther than it probably had in times past because you feel the genuine, you know, the genuineness behind it in a world that wants to just, oh, you believe this, I'm done with you. You know, and so no matter where you work, if you work in an ER, if you work in, you know, as a teacher, if you work, you know, in a, a mark, as a marketer, you know, it, it doesn't matter where you are, you're having an opportunity to come across God's people yeah. and pour in them and love on them and serve them, even on the outside. So, hey, I mean, it, the opportunities are there. You just have to just say yes. I remember years ago, I would have been in my early 20s, I remember a pastor was speaking, he was a guest speaker, and he said that the greatest compliment he ever received was he was in a place where nobody knew him, another city, and he'd gone into a store, and as he was walking down the aisle, an older man, probably in his you know, late 70s, was walking right past him and just turned around and looked at him and said, Sir, he goes, you're a Christian, aren't you? And he goes, uh, yes. And he goes, you wear God well. Mm. And then just turn around and walked off. That's powerful. And that he said that he felt so. And this guy was a this guy pastored about thirty thousand people. Wow, he had a huge church. Um, and he said that that statement brought so much conviction into his life about his own personal relationship with with Jesus and how he was at that time whatever he was doing, you know, trying to get closer to the Lord, spending more time with Jesus. That that it caused a complete stranger to look at him and say you wear God well, yeah. you know, I've never forgotten that. And, and, you know, and I think that when we are out and about doing like on a Sunday, on a Monday at work, wherever we are, let's wear God well. Absolutely. Like let's, let's serve the way he would serve. Let's sacrifice the way he would sacrifice. Let's love the way he would love. And we get those opportunities every day. Absolutely. You know, the last thing you want is to be, you know, on a, on a Tuesday and people hear that you're a Christian, they're like, what, you, you're a Christian? <laughs> right. That means you're probably not, you know, wearing God well Monday <laughs> through Saturday. And so, you know, just be cognizant of that. Be aware of, you know, who God's called you to be. Because I remember my times in which I wasn't seeing and realizing I probably shouldn't, you know, partake in this right. anymore. I probably shouldn't, you know, you know, join in on that conversation anymore because you gotta realize it's easy to go along with the world. Yeah. God calls us to be in the world and not of it. Right, right. And and I've said this in one of the other podcasts too, that one of the markers of maturity is whether or not you see yourself as a servant 
or see yourself as there to be served. Mm. And I think if, if people really want to grow in Christ and become more like him, when they not just, uh, quote, attend a church, but when they belong to it and they belong to that community and they see the, the, the congregation as brothers and sisters, family, life, which really has to be a, a mind shift Absolutely. about the way you even approach Absolutely. the family of God. Um, the, one of the markers of maturity is, is that you will see yourself as there as a servant. Not, you're not there to be served, but you're there as a servant. And when that switch takes place, even before you lift the finger, you know, to help somebody usher, help in hospitality, help in parking, you know, playing, being a tech team, help administratively or behind the scenes or photography, or all, all the different ministries and areas. If you come in with that mentality of I'm here to serve the purpose of God for my generation, I'm here to serve this community, it just changes everything. And it fills the atmosphere with that same mentality of servanthood that is what Jesus was all about, what Jesus modeled for us, displayed for us, makes all the difference. Yeah. So I'll say for you, you wear that well. Thank you very much, Pastor. You do a great job of that. And you always have, you have such a huge heart for God and for people. And, you know, the, the attitude with which you bring that servant heart, um, I think people see it all over you. And I'm proud of you. Thank you very much. I mean, to God be the glory. Yes. You know, that's the mindset and that's the approach I try to take. Just yes. Just say yes. Absolutely. Well, we'll end on that and we'll just tell people, just say yes. If you're hearing this and you haven't stepped into an opportunity to, to serve God with your gifts and talents, there's room for you. Yes, you there know? is. <laughs> so thank you for being with us today. Todd, you're an amazing man of God. Thanks so much for being with us. God bless you guys. My pleasure. God bless everybody. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. That's it for today. Until next time, remember that the God we serve is greater than any of our failures. He's more invested in us than any human on the planet. You're a gift to this earth, to this generation, and maybe even the next. So don't shortchange yourself. Keep growing and live your life to honor Jesus and his purpose in you. Join us soon for another episode of Midweek Motion.